I've been like afraid to press record. I can start. I can help you through this process. Okay, thank talk. you. <laughs> Why have you been so scared to press record? Did you try? Did I try? Oh, recently? No. To press record? No. You just right now you've been scared to press record? Yeah. Why? Well, uh, tell not, me. Not, t- not afraid. Todd, tell me a little bit about this fear of pressing record. Not a, not like really afraid. It was just like, I don't know, we were talking like normal and it <laughs> felt like, okay, should I press it now? No. Okay. Well, I'll just wait a little bit. You should have just pressed it a while ago. Yeah. I guess I we had to do a test. I can tell right now, I know this state that you're in since you haven't like skated or been able to do much. You're like in a, like a, you have your, like you're in your shell, totally. right? Yeah. 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 And you need to break, like work. Just by pressing record, we're just cracking your shell a little bit. You're going to peek outside. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah, I haven't done anything for like two weeks. So the I went lap. for like a light walk today. Oh, you, and that was you like, can't do any, like, you can't do anything. I can. Yeah. But I've just been in pain. <laughs> when was the last time, the last time you skated was the, the session that we put up, right? That yeah, your that, last was, time skating? that was a little over two weeks ago. And your hip hurt there or just after that? Okay, so I'll tell the whole story. So we went skating that night. Yeah. It was the edit, the last edit that we put up yeah. at the old park, the preseason training. Which we were going to use for the video, but we decided that we're feeling things out more. Yeah. So that's Which I think was the right decision. Yeah, it is the right decision. Yeah. Make a couple uh, edits yeah. while we figure out... I have a question well, we about that later. Things. Sure. Okay, so yeah, we skated. So we skated, and then the next day I, f- I felt sore, like normal sore. Yeah. Didn't think anything. Um, some stiffness in my hip, just yeah. normal, normal stuff. And then over like two or three days, it slowly progressed into like a shooting pain uh, through mm. my hip and down into my knee. You're left. My left, yeah. Which isn't your dominant for skating, is it? No. I'm very right dominant. But actually, I was 540-ing onto my, my onto left. Onto your left? Leg. Okay, yeah. So. And 360-ing you know. onto it? Or was um, that onto your right? Because you did do a it. really pronounced 360 to one foot pivot thing. Yeah, that was onto my right. Oh, so you were using but both. I was, I, it was a pretty hard session. <laughs> Yeah, I guess, and I was using both using both legs yeah. evenly. Didn't take a fall or anything. No. But you know, skated pretty hard, but nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so slowly this crazy pain set in through my hip and my knee was, to the point where I was like, I would, I would, every every so often I would do these like, oh, <gasps> just like. You know where like pain what? hits you really hard, where it's like, oh, so like a make a sound like that, like a really di- bad dislocated like, feeling, just like of, a like sharp, a, yeah, just ah, oh, oh, like like nerve pain, yeah, and that's what I self-diagnosed it as was like sciatica pain, which is caused by like uh, back alignment issues, yeah, that'll cause hip pain and leg pain. I don't know. Google and like talking to my wife about it. That's kind of what I no, came up with. And they so, always say that word in yoga. Yeah, sciatica. Yeah. And so uh, I went to the chiropractor. Yeah. Because I th- thought something was out of alignment. 
And it was weird when I was at the chiropractor, you know, they, I don't know if you've ever been to the chiropractor, no. but they do these different moves and they're like, okay, can you, can you do this? Okay. Push, push this way, push this way. And I could do everything. Yeah. Everything he asked me to with do. With your leg. Like, yeah, I can do that. You with, were just like pushing your leg. And diff- okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was fine. So I was like, there isn't an injury here. Cause yeah. I, I, and I, and I had all along, I had my full range of movement, yeah. could walk normal, everything. I just had this crazy pain. This is already bad news for your mental world too. Yeah. This is, this is really weird. And, 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 and up until this point, I'm, I'm just thinking like I did something skating. I was blaming the skate yeah. session and it was the first skate session, real like filming session of the year. That's not so good. I was like, fuck, like, What's going on? And then you talk to people and you explain it to them and they're like, oh, well, you're just getting old, you know? <laughs> you do these crazy things, you can't do this forever. And you're like, fuck, maybe you're right. I'm just getting old. No. So many people have said, well, you're just getting old. That doesn't, you're not saying anything when yeah. you say that. That really, that doesn't count for very much. People told me that 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're It's a good, old. it's a really nice little, uh, uh, tape that you can play yourself in your head a little tape loop saying oh you're just getting old oh you're just getting old old. you can just play it to yourself over and over again and it works yeah sync it up with the nerve pain yeah and it really gets to you so it was good but yeah i'm at the chiropractor i'm doing all this stuff and he's like okay well it looks like your pelvic bone is a little bit out of alignment that's what he diagnosed so he cracked me he did these like crack things and yeah, it felt a little bit better, but I still had the pain. Yeah. So I went home and the pain continued and then it progressed into a point where it wasn't like a shooting, like it cringe pain. It was just like a constant, like dull ache. And like Sometimes it was worse. really bad at night. Yeah. I had trouble sleeping out in the mornings. It was really bad. Were I you trying to medicate? Um, I was taking like, uh, I tried different, different pills different uh ibuprofen tylenol what worked the best a leave works pretty good what is a leave you can just buy it from a store yeah why did um, that work the best i don't know it's pretty heavy duty i just okay. seemed to work really well um but yeah i was taking a lot of painkillers that doesn't help feeling either gross yeah but i kind of had to just to like numb the pain yeah get through the day and so then out of nowhere i wake up <laughs> And I get all these, like a, uh, like a big um, outbreak of, like, these zits on my leg. Like, but not zits, like big super zits, like big hard. Are they like, considered boils? They looked or... like boils. At the time, I said, like, oh, like, well, I, I, Are I was bo- like, boils? Carly, Carly, come look at this. And she comes and she's like, oh, th- you got some boils. And I'm like, like, I'm freaking out. I'm like, what the fuck? There's all this shit going on with my leg. And now this, like a patch of these, like, things that I've never had before. And what she's like, oh, they're, just, they're just boils. <laughs> like, what do you, they're just boils. She's all casual. Like, what do you, they're just boils? I don't get boils. Like, what the fuck? Well, you're just getting old. <laughs> no, falling apart. Jesus. So, yeah, I'm like, okay. And so she convinces me that it's not related. The hip pain these things on my leg it's just coincidental yeah. you got some boils on your leg <laughs> big deal so what stories were you were you telling yourself at this point so yeah it, it was pretty it, the, the the pain was really bad and it was like pain to the core and it was really hard to s- stay positive I was really negative like I was 
feeling just really angry. This is not good. And I'm thinking like, I'm thinking I've done something like to my hip and my back and I'm I'm just done. We're going to have to amputate it. Yeah. But then like the boils changed into something that looked like if you Google search shingles. Was that because Carly knew what shingles look like or how how did you know to Google search shingles? Um, she Google searched shingles and they like, yeah, it's like, okay, yeah, these look like shingles. Yeah. So I went to the doctor and he, he was really confused. He was, he walked into the room and I had my, my pants pulled up already. Yeah. And he walked in and he, he just was like staring at them with this really like, hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. (laughs) Weird. And he was just like this dumbfounded look just staring at them for a really long time. And he's like. He's like, yeah, you have shingles. He's like, it's, but it's really weird because usually people get them on, on their, their upper face. half, yeah, either on their face or their back or their chest. And he's like, I've never seen them on, on someone's leg like that. That's really weird. What? So that is really weird. I've known one other person who got shingles and they got them on their face or something, and yeah. they said it fucking hurt. Well, that's the other thing, and and I know a couple people that have got on gotten them on their face. The actual shingles that I have, the on the surface, they don't really hurt. Yeah. At all. It's like the nerve pain throughout. So the nerve pain, the doctor told you that it was related to the shingles. He said it. He couldn't say it for sure, yeah. but he said it's very probable, and I just know it. Was. Great doctor language, by the way, doctor. Yeah. Well, yeah. Very safe. He kept it safe. But uh, it had it. It makes sense. Had, yeah, it makes sense. because the whole time, like I, w- it was like, this doesn't add up. Like this, it can't be something I did skating. Yeah, I've had I've had, uh, like pain from skating, and it wasn't like that. It what? was really bad. So apparently, shingles are chickenpox. It's yeah. like, because I had chickenpox when yeah. I was young, and everyone who's had chickenpox, the chickenpox, stay dormant yeah. in their nerve cells. Yeah. So, and shingles is that dormant virus, like, coming to life again. Whoa, really? That's what it is, Because yeah. what, the famous uh, urban legend or whatever, you get it twice, you die or something. Shingles? Do you, no, no, no. Chicken pox. Chicken pox? They're like, you can't get it twice or else you die. Don't you remember die. hearing that when you are little? Shit. So that makes sense. So these are adult chicken pox. Yeah. Chicken pox we associate with young people. Yeah. And, and everybody gets them at some point. Chicken pox. Chicken Most people. Pox. Fuck. I yeah. still have a, I have a scab right above this eye. From you know how everybody pox? has like a chicken pox scab? Mm. One that that really they had memories with. That was this Shit. one right here. But I like it. Was it just a really itchy thing on your forehead? Well, because it was like... so bad that it gave you a scar? Yeah, it was like itched to the point. You know where you can dig <clears> out a scab? Kind of? Like... Where it's not ready to go. But, but you're going to fucking get it. It feels so good and yeah. it's bleeding and you yeah. know you shouldn't be doing it. I have, these, I have this thing where like there's these really thick beard hairs that come in that are really specific. I've always been like a face toucher. Yeah. Big time. I don't know what that is. I've never been like a picker though or anything like that. But there's these hairs that are extra thick and I know when they come in because my skin will raise up a little bit. And if I tweeze them, they're like... It's like a band of dry skin around them, and there's like 
two or three hairs coming out with a really thick, thick, thick root Whoa. on the bottom, and they're really satisfying to pluck to pluck out. So they only come around once in a while, but if I smoked a lot of weed, I would be like, they're antennas that are planted while I'm sleeping, and I have to get them out, or else they're controlling me. Fuck. <laughs> but they're just like, uh, they're like between an ingrown hair. They're like an outgrown hair that splits off into a bunch into of Into a few hair. different hairs. But like if you ever get a chance, root. if I ever have one, and you get to see the bottom, they look so crazy. They look like, um, you know when you smush a bug, and there's like all the different parts, and yeah, the legs yeah. and stuff, it looks like that, but growing out of a human. Ooh. When I heard about that fiber thing, I thought that maybe that had to do with that such bullshit. Fiber thing? That thing that was on... Uh, Rogan questions everything those people who pull those like fibers out of their skin or whatever <laughs> what, what how do they explain it I think chemtrails chemtrails and cause fibers. fibers I don't know oh weird like pollution like hair pollution something like that hair is really creepy it's a weird thing hair I remember someone laughed so hard at me because it was like a glimpse I have minor OCD and like Maybe more obsessive, but like a little bit of OCD. And I remember like so honestly telling someone that I had trouble being on the SkyTrain in the morning because the windows would fog up and there was a bunch of freshly washed heads of hair mixed with people who hadn't showered and it was hair and the smells of all the different shampoos and then the condensation on the inside of the SkyTrain. And I would start to like get anxiety because... It would be close sometimes. Like, it would be, you know, ten heads of hair all around you with all these different, like, smells. But then there'd be, like, a hungover person that smells like garlic mixed with booze. And then, like, perk plus. But there was no fresh air coming in. Just one of those things that might not bother someone, but to you, it's really rough to try and get through that. I'm so happy I don't have to ride the SkyTrain anymore. I would always think about, like, when it was really packed, I would always think about the holocaust oh man you go way deeper than i do well just being being packed into like a train like that don't watch um (laughs) i think it's called come and see don't there's a movie that that like every time i i think every time i open the oven and like put a pizza in or take it out i they just captured which is good right it's good to know that that happened and that it can happen. But when someone's so good at capturing, like, you're stuck with that thought in your mind or whatever, that, I don't know, something about the oven. There's a really, really disturbing scene from that. It's a super psychedelic movie, the way it was put together. Like It's called Come and See. I think it's called Come and See, yeah. It captures, like, the hallucinatory part of going through that period of time like it's not all dark and sad it captures some like only the way that certain a strange director could there's like some really 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 weird parts in it cool yeah sounds good usually when you tell me not to see movies I have to see them well I haven't fucking watched Dear Zachary yet oh that one is that one's horrible you told me not to see that I'm not gonna see that yeah that's that one's all bad but I had to watch uh what was the one about the sex addict? Shame. I had to watch Shame. What'd you think? 
I like it. It's worth it for that final scene. Is that yeah. it's I remember Lacey and I we thought it was kinda like trashy, but then you still remember it, right? Not trashy, but I thought it was a little bit empty in terms of the main character that you're following. But I guess since I remember that last scene so clearly that there's a lot of people living like that, it stuck with me, so the director did his job. I thought it was really uh, really good. I couldn't figure out... This is probably not interesting for podcast. I couldn't figure out his relationship with his sister, hey? There's, like, so many questions. The girl that, like, comes over... I think it hinted at... Um, they had a relationship, and that's why he's so messed up about sex. That's what I, I thought. I think they were both molested. That's what I got is that, from, from a, by a parent or an uncle or something, and that's and why that, they both were, like, kind of weird sexually. Yeah, they were, like... Yeah, there was, like, that scene where he goes in and she's naked. They're, like, comfortable with each other, but in a really weird way. Yeah. Because there's that one line she says, uh, we're not bad people, we just come from a bad place. Oh, yeah. So I think they were, like, molested. And then I think that's what... He, he had anger towards her. And I, and he, like, pushed away from her and pushed away from, like, everyone in his family. And I think yeah. that was because he wanted to forget about the Yeah, there's, isn't there happened? just, a, like, a really long scene? I fucking love when this happens in movies. There's just a long scene of him running. That was amazing, actually. That was really good. And it was really well shot, like, a steady cam. And I... That I, when I was watching that, I was like, there should be a shot just in a in a skate video, of someone like a long running shot, no music, of someone just skating down the street. Oh yeah, that would be really awesome. That's what drives me nuts about like I'm still stuck, in the original skate video format, because there's so much left to do in it. But I know, as soon as you can push a little bit past it, and start using more like traditional, like, cinema techniques yeah. or whatever for skate videos because it's it's funny you see all these overproduced ski and snowboard movies but they're still not using what makes the classics classic you see a little bit more stuff where people are like not using songs and using natural audio but why is it so it's so because hard to it's break really hard video. from an ego perspective to have to sit or to know that people are watching like a two-minute cut of someone skating down the street with no audio, you you want so badly to jump cut it or put a song over top of it, and that's what's happening yeah. now, right? PJ has, like, touched on it a little bit, that Roylan section. Oh, yeah, yeah. To the Block Party song or whatever. That's yeah. the first one that I've seen in a rollerblading video where I think the car was across the street or something. And they just filmed him skating. Yeah. Cut back to it. For quite a while. But it would have been more powerful if there was no song. And just the natural just audio. Just raw. It's just, it's so easy to cut now. And it's so easy to put music that we feel like we have to. And it, even doing it, it, like I don't, maybe this might just be me, but like sometimes when when I'm filming something that's like, it feels too long or there's too much breathing space, I start to feel uncomfortable like with myself doing it. That that depends on it's really important what conversation you have before you start filming. So you have to the person that you're talking to or you have to have something in your mind 
that you're drawing from if you're going to be on camera for that long. Right. Or yeah, else... Because yeah. the editor is going to see it and be like, this isn't going to work. Like, he's totally... The editor's going to know if something's shit or not right. a lot of the time. So the editor would be like, this little part was so good. He was yeah. totally in it. And then if you do get someone who... Cause that's, that's, an, that's a good point. To get someone to skate down the street for two minutes and make the audience believe in that person and be stuck on it, that's, right. that's a whole other thing. And then, like, what leads up to that? It would be fucking hard to jog in front of the camera for that long. Like, actors are good at really good... Actors are really good at subtle shit that is hard to do for normal people. It seems like anything, like, in a skate video format, long cuts haven't really been executed properly or... They haven't been... There's been lines. People haven't really experimented. There's been some lines, I think... Oh yeah, there's been lo- yeah, there's been long lines. I guess that's that's the closest. What I'm trying to think of something right now from an old school video, not Broken Hoax Two, because everybody remembers that where the guy's like, "Oh, what do you like about Brooke? I like his lines. Dead lines. He's got good lines." And then it was like, it was nice to have skating as B-roll between sections. The, the that skate was, sounds yeah. in that line. And someone like amazing. opens a can or something. There's like a. And it's so bizarre how the sounds we talk we've talked about this before, but you remember sounds from skate videos sometimes more than you do images, or that when they're married together really well, you like know the quotes that are coming up, or you know the way a certain rail is gonna sound. It's crazy yeah. that our that we're designed to remember that shit. I'm trying to think of a of a line where like the song ends and someone goes downstairs and it's like and they're still skating. I don't know what it is though. It's bugging me. Well, of course, there's the there's the Latimer brain fear gone, like line at the end where he's talking. How do you feel about that, oh. by the way? Um, have you have you rewatched that? There's a channel uh, called Blading Renaissance, I think, and that speech has come up in my ads, like before I watch a YouTube video. Whoa! That speech in that video has come up promoting that channel. So crazy. Crazy. So there's shit that is being promoted that's like the microcosm, but it's to the microcosm now. I don't know if that's the owner of the right. channel or if YouTube's just getting that smart with. Well, it's probably the advertiser putting out that adver- that advertisement and then to the certain demographic that, of people that are into role biting. They are you know your keyword searches. Oh, instead of how do you feel about that? Are you comfortable? <laughs> With the general public seeing that and thinking that that's rollerblading, um, I love the idea of of someone talking about rollerblading and then putting the line over top. Yeah, I think nine out of ten times it's not going to come off right because like whenever anyone talks about rollerblading, or why is that like uh, it's very difficult to like articulate it properly or for it to not sound really stupid and pretentious or like I mean and he does say a lot of really grandiose things in it like it's the purest thing out there I mean it's not (laughs) more pure than dancing it's not more pure than swimming I can see what he was going for yeah I can see what he's saying and, and I'm sure I've said things 
I think we all worse. have. Yeah. I've said like a thousand things worse than than what he said, yeah. and it wasn't that bad. And he, but um, to Arlo's credit, that's something he was always really good. Arlo at. was probably the best role biting speaker of all time. Oh, easily, without a doubt, he was I'm trying to think. He was the best at articulating things. Yeah, because Shane Coburn had the intelligence, but Arlo was able to string it together. Well, really Shane well. Coburn was a good writer, and he, he was, was good, a good at his video. His video. He was a really good like background. Yeah. Guy. But it, I can't. He wasn't that great of a speaker, was he? Shane Coburn. I'm trying to think of, of about him. Speaking. No, no, he was kind of like a. Sometimes like how I speak, I'm working out my ideas yeah. out loud. He was in that um, that California industry issue. It was funny where he was talking about treating your job like an art and not a science. And then the guy comes up to kick them out of the coffee shop. They were, he was talking about chess and playing chess. Oh, yeah. And he was talking about Is mind that game. online? No, that one's Fuck. not online. There's a bunch of shit that's not online. Fuck. Um, in... Uh, Colin Kelso, um, on our Instagram, was complimenting some of our posts and stuff, but he was talking about the Kato, you know Kato section from Street Dwellers 3? I do. Really, really, really good section. Yeah. Because I posted um, Kato's the shit with that joke of like, the, the post, the shit post or whatever. And we both went to go watch the section, I guess, and yeah. we both saw that it was taken down. Because every once in a while I would get that urge to watch Kato in Street Dwellers 3 because like, you know, that pole bonk that he does, the cab driver, yeah. and he does like those shifty wall rides. And then I, I said in a, a comment back to Kelso, I was like, I want to start making a list of everything that's not up because you think that everything's up and then you'll be like, oh yeah, is that up? And there's a lot of shit that's still not up and there's a lot, a lot of stuff of that I have that I can just start capturing and yeah. putting up. Um, but like that Kato, it was on Meta Cafe too. It was like a really bad rip. So it, it needs to be like up on YouTube or Vimeo where people could download it. Cause there's so many people who haven't seen the guy who invented remedies. Like yeah, you important. get to see in that section, you get to see his vision for the skate because totally. he's skating it how he wanted to see the skate skated. Yeah. You but would yeah, think like, that he would want to put that up like under Man. the REMS hub. That is a whole about, different story. The scary thing about all that is like stuff that you really love. It's online. You're like, okay, there's a link. It'll be there forever. But really it's just some account, someone hosting it and they can just take it down whenever they want. Yeah. And like, there's this thing like you feel like, oh, it's there. It's, it'll always be there. And it's kind of like you, you own it yeah. because you have access to it. But lots of shit. But you don't have control over it. It could just disappear. A lot of it could just disappear. And Brian Bino was talking about that a little bit, um, about the internet. Oh <laughs> yeah, like the internet. Um, yeah, I actually I gained a lot from him talking about it. And it's funny because like I'm someone on the opposite end of the spectrum. I've like completely. I don't care about owning any of it. Like I don't yeah. care about owning. I still do own a lot of DVDs, but I don't, I never watch them. I don't care about it. I yeah. don't care about owning magazines because I feel like I don't need to own it because I have access to it. Yeah. But, uh, I could, I think I could it goes both it. ways. I think, 
I think where he's coming from and where where we came from before is that it's about the ritual that as long as you treat the thing because the reason the internet's so hard for a lot of people is that there's no ritual behind how we treat things that we experience on the internet whereas like you can still draw on the ritual of putting like a VHS in a VCR and sitting and watching it I don't know there's something different about sitting and like putting a physical thing in and it's dumb because it's not that much different from watching on the computer but it is in terms of the history attached to it and there is something really magical about just like today I pulled out that daily bread and I was like you know I like I like have my finger out and I'll be like which one am I going to grab and I grabbed that one with that Josh Petty UFO cover and I was like holy fuck and then now I live in a time where I can take a picture of that instead of like me just sending a picture to you or you being there and being like, both of us being like, remember how good this cover was? You can just take a picture of that and put it out. And there might have been people who never saw that cover. Wow. Now they get to see it. So I guess it's, that's both, I guess. I don't know. But for me saving the magazine that I would never have been able to share it. I don't know. It's both. It's both for sure. The internet is amazing. It's an amazing tool. And it's amazing. I think, think mobile would be dead if, if it, it wasn't, wasn't for the internet. But I feel like the pendulum needs to is starting to swing the other way a little bit. It, yeah, it will. There's no... Uh, we were talking the other day about this. There's no internet elders, right? Yeah. But there's kind of like... There's no rollerblading elders, but there's people who have a lot of experience with it so we're lucky that there's people on the internet with experience in something that you can feel like a forming you know the history is starting to go up and people are archiving videos and people are connecting more that's good but overall we still have no idea why we're <laughs> the reason of, for the internet <laughs> rollerblading is figuring out that it's awesome but the overall reason it's madness it's a, it's, this, this thing is insane. Well, it's, uh, it's just, it's a transition. It'll be a short transition to, to whatever's next, which will be like, I think more of a virtual experience of something physical. So it'll go back to physical life. That's, that's virtual. Really? How soon? Yeah. Uh, like 20 years yeah fuck there was which a, is funny like 20 years you think like oh that's a long time but it's a blink of an eye the first time I owned a cell phone was like I met I went to go meet you guys at uh, what's that one in Burnaby that's kind of like it's kind of shitty but it's kind of fun Confed Confederation yeah I remember like I just moved to Vancouver and I like had a cell phone and I was like locking up my door to my Vancouver place and I was like so overwhelmed that I had to like have this device that people could get a hold of me with like I was really uncomfortable at first with and it wasn't this is like pre-iPhone so it was like a Motorola thing where you had to do the punch in three like whatever the number pad was your words you know yeah 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 where you had to <laughs> like text yeah and I didn't really text message until I got back to Kamloops. So that was like, it was years later. 
like even the girl that I was dating at that time, we didn't text. We both had cell phones, but we didn't text. We yeah. still either emailed or like phoned. So that was like 2006. It's not even that long. Yeah. Ago. So when you say 20 years, that's like, it could even be less. It could be. But yeah, it, it does be. feel like this shit is not plateauing so much as we're starting to figure out how we like to use it more. It is, um, there is still a wild yeah. west of like, yeah, let's fucking post everything all the time, which I'm guilty of, but... Like, to you personally, what, what is the internet good for? Speaking of which, god damn it. Uh, there we go. What's the internet good for? For you, personally. What is it beneficial to you in your life? How does it help you? Uh... Does it help me? It just like it's just like a. It's just like. To find like cool stuff, <laughs> to find, to see like. Videos and stuff. Does that help me? Does it? Yeah, you does use it, really it way differently me? than I do. I would say I'm a more enthusiastic interneter than you are, right? Um. I love the internet, uh, like, but I don't think it really uh, benefits me a lot. It's more just like really cool. It's just a really cool thing. Like it's fun. <laughs> I can still totally imagine you as a professional baseball player there. Like, so Todd, what do you think about the internet? Well, it's really cool. It's really fun. <laughs> It's a cool thing. It's great. <laughs> oh, I like it, man. The internet is okay with me. <laughs> I think it's a, it's like a global, it's the beginning of a global brain, kind of. But it's the really, really early stages of it. It's like the beginnings of people having to deal with, uh, if we became some advanced being where we all thought the same thoughts all the time yeah. I always think of that idea of like the internet's there for us to get over ourselves that like there's all these ego based things and then all of a sudden we're just gonna run out of shit to post and shit to be interested in and then it's just gonna become like oh okay we're just all gonna share the same brain we're all gonna know the same shit no one's gonna have to prove anything anymore now yeah, let's go into space. Let's go. Let's go. Or let's uh, let's fix this shit up here on the planet. Probably after it, we're dead, it though. It benefits, like... I think in a way we're all kind of slaves to this this whole thing. It's uh, also a drug. Yeah, it, it totally is a drug that we're all addicted to. And we need it and love it. You get and dopamine hits when you see little red uh, things on your Facebook, hey? Or, oh, like, yeah. when you see retweets or... And it's, like, little blips of, like, social interaction that's pleasurable with yeah. no risk of rejection or anything. That's why this shit... I think podcasts are important because it's, it's still using... They still go up to the internet, 
but they're the opposite of what we're used to on the internet. You're like, we're sitting here face to face. Even Skype is you're having a conversation for an extended period of time. Yeah. Whereas instead of like, like I can't like this quickly and then get on with it. I'm that's, here. Yeah, that's why I love podcasts. The, the length, it's like, it's like real life on the internet. It's not just like, it's not just like a tweet. It's like you can experience a full, it's a full experience. It's not like a quick, like if it, you start to feel crazy when you experience so many like quick things, you see, you see an ad, yeah. you respond to this, you do this, like tons of little quick things and you start to feel frazzled. Yeah, and for then sure. And podcasts will kind of like slow you down where you can just like sink into like one thing. Yeah, definitely. While you take in a whole bunch of other little things. It's great. Well, we are taking little things in right now. It's just easier. But I mean like while people oh, are oh, listening oh, to like this. Yeah. They can do a whole bunch of other things. You might be texting. Yeah. You might be uh, checking your email. All while you take in. I've been having a tough time. Like conversation. There's certain podcasts that I can listen to while I'm working, and then there's others like when I listen to the Bina podcast. I really wanted to like. I I just had like a window open, but was pretty much just listening to the podcast because I imagined myself just kind of like sitting there, on it sounded like they were outside. On a porch or something. Yeah, I was more like, I locked into that one more instead of having it background. Because it was more like there was a mood to that that you had to lock into. Whereas like the Rogan one, I find myself like tuning in and out here and there. So there's diff. I love that. There's like different styles of podcasts. Like this one, this is probably like the Beanie one. There might be, if you can lock into this, You'll hear the sound of the room. You'll kind of like get a feel that it's a bigger room, the way the sound's bouncing. And you'll know that it's two people. You've heard a crack of a beer. You probably know that it's nighttime for some reason. I don't know why. But if we re-recorded this in the morning, it would be way different. The tone would be. It's true. So it's interesting how like that, just that mood comes through. I always manage to change the topic. We are the line, the Dustin Latimer line we were talking about, and we got all the way here. You uh, tried out some frames, some skates, and you had a, a bad experience. Why don't you tell us about that? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I was worried about this. I posted and I talked to. Uh, I talked to Connor. Actually, my worry was about the, the spacers in the Celtic frames changed to plastic, right? Because they, uh, they were metal for the frames that we got. Yeah. Your gray ones had metal, my white ones. Mine click-clacked, yours didn't, your first pair. No. Nope. Yours didn't click-clack, mine did. Yeah. That was a problem, but they still rolled fast because it was metal spacers. The dirt box ones that I got, which were my second pair, black, had metal spacers. And then, you know when your spacers click in, and they're, you almost have to like peel them out with your like fingernails? Really or hard to get out. Yeah. It's great, right? And you yeah. can crank them tight, and there's no quick clapping or whatever. So I was really worried. I got... I was watching our... When I did those K2 remixes, um, I was watching 
how much I liked that frame, the Celtic frame with the varsity skate, but I had sent my frames to Josh because he really liked the frames and I didn't think I was going to use them again. So I flowed my frames to Josh, ordered some new ones, and then I heard that the shit was plastic, but I was doubting, like, because all the shit was metal, right? That we got. And then when I put the plastic space, I saw it was plastic, disappointed. When I put it in the actual, like, hole, it moved a little bit, too. Not only was it plastic, mm. but it moved. So I was worried about that. Posted a picture. Connor from Celtic, who I don't know if we met on the Ireland trip or not. Maybe. Got back to me and assured me that they had tested it and that it's not going to click clack. Like, if it moves at all, let me know because no one's had any problems. And it didn't move. Like, that was my biggest worry is that it was going to click clack. No click clacking. You know when you try your shit, you, like, roll in your driveway or roll in your garage or whatever? It seemed okay. And then I went to go skate with Dallas and John, and it was, like, it was shockingly... They rolled smooth. There was no sound or click clacking. It was shockingly slow because I realized I haven't actually skated plastic spacers. I can't even remember the last time. And plus, going from sabots. Well, not only, those, but like big sometimes that's okay. Like I have done that, and it's been not too bad. But that's obviously part of it. But it was significantly like. When you push, when you do a stride, it was, to think of like a spacer, a plastic spacer with a bit of give in a plastic frame, just to think of that from a chemistry perspective, there's a lot happening there where shit's getting lost. Physics. Oh yeah, that's right. Is that physics and chemistry? Well, because we were even talking about, imagine on a hot day when your wheel's spinning a lot the spacer heating up it would change the the chemistry of like of the plastic in right. the spacer it's softer yeah so yeah plastic spacers yeah it's uh really bad a lot of frames use plastic spacers yeah. it's not an issue that that we discuss a lot it's no it's weird how those little hardware things make a difference and i know i'm super guilty for overthinking skate setups but i it's a it's good and it's bad. Right? It was like it was like last year or that I I was at Shop Task and and there were these frames. I was like, oh, these look good. I think they were like Youthco. I'm like, yeah, they look really good. I like to try them. And Leon's like, no, pl- they're plastic spacers. Built in plastic spacers. And I never right? even like thought about plastic spacers. And when he said that, I was like, oh, is that bad? And he's like, yeah, huge um, energy transfer loss. Well, think of like. Take All the best frames. Take metal. But even, sorry, even those ground control frames that we loved for so long, those had plastic spacers, didn't they? Like the original GCs. It was harder. One, one thing working for it, it was a really, really hard plastic that they used, and it was rockerable. Those no, frames... I, sw- I swear... They... I swear... They've, maybe I'm thinking of K2 though it's a really good question they, I think they did have plastic I don't know they rolled well though they did but who knows we could have maybe put them on and be like man these are so shitty compared to plastic spacers because I do remember when I tried Volvo frames physics had metal 
but there was something about the Volo spacers, how tight you could crank them, and they were fast, and they rolled smooth. The Volo. Volo. Yeah, Volo frames are really, really good. Yeah. And the with the steel spacers. I recommend them to many people. Yeah, and they're affordable. They're very cheap. Yeah. Economical. And if you want to, you can. You don't have to rock the logo. You can sand it off, but I don't really care. Now that I think of it, like, that was one of the things I didn't like about physics was that there was give. Like, the idea of physics is, like, their shock absorption. Yeah. Um, like, for certain things, like rolling over cracks, they felt amazing. Oh, yeah, there's a really funny... You gap over the that church, uh, that church grate, and I don't can't remember if it's in... Church grate? Church fence uh, in Vancouver across from that oh, yeah. stage spot and your frames bounced you like back up like you did this yeah. weird like I remember that yeah um where the fuck is is that in the I haven't uploaded this cause I just still feel uncomfortable cause it's so much to put up but the is that in the b-roll for better than baseball I think so cause it's a really funny Man, there was yeah, a lot of I shit landed. On The thing was, I landed, and... The uh, curb was right there. I, my momentum was, like, going forwards. Uh, like, I was almost going to, like, fall forwards. Yeah. And then I saved myself right where the curb was, and I, like, popped up, and I did this weird... That was physics, thing. though, right? That was a physics... Yeah, I think so. But, but what I was saying was, like, I didn't, like... That they I noticed, noticed, yeah, I noticed when I when I went away from physics back to normal frames, I really liked the solidity, solidity. Yeah. and it, it was like the the energy transfer. I couldn't name it that back then, but it was like energy transferred more efficiently. It was like there was some energy loss yeah. in the give of the wheels, the same way that you would lose yeah, energy was, with a yeah, plastic. Yeah. yeah, there was for sure. Yeah, because yeah. I remember, um, yeah. I'd made an, I made like a park sketches with physics and then I switched to Volos and the Volo one was way better just based on that, just the speed that I had. Yeah. Uh, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, Seba, um, you didn't even know, I remember when I pointed out to you that they had the frame receivers are also metal on the higher end models. So the thing that the frame screws into is all metal, like the plates on the bottom. So it's metal plates and a metal frame and metal bolts and the metal spacers are built into the metal frame. Oh my god. I know we, we talk about subways a lot. I'm but, sorry for bringing like, it up. Seriously, you have to try them. Like, I remember the first time trying them, we skated uh, that north. And it's not about Seba, it's just about energy transfer. It's about a metal frame. That's true, actually, because of... Well, and the 50-50 core just didn't... It was... Tried to do the concept, but it didn't work. It's a well-designed metal frame yeah. with with bigger wheels, flat or rockered. It's like, you can just keep your speed so much easier. It's like you have to put way less effort into going fast or maintaining speed, yeah. which is so much fun. I, remember, I I was skating around a park and I remember just skating around for so long and not striding but just like pumping yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you can and push, I like, yeah. I can just keep my speed so easy. 
feels amazing. It's weird that's, uh, like, again, talking about, like, uh, milestones where, where you discover technological things that will enhance your life. It wasn't even that long ago that you sent me the message that you tried them. And then even before that, it was Dallas and AJ and Leon that tried them. Yeah. At that skate IA thing that was only that was only like a couple of years ago it wasn't even that long ago so and it was it was weird to see Leon in them for all of us that he started skating them because he liked them so much so funny to think about that that's not that long I just and it changed so much well it's the it's I I think a lot of, and I don't I know I talk about this a lot, but I do think a lot about conditioning, that I think human beings are subject to, con- like, we can be conditioned so easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, or maybe not even, there's conditioning and there's also comfort, like being in a comfort zone and not wanting to change, not wanting to have to go through change because... Uh, it's uncomfortable like you have to you have to let go of some things that you were comfortable with before you can allow the new stuff to come in so it's yeah. so funny that that actually like and such silly things people but it happened to yeah, such but silly like, things it happened to me it's still happening like I still like I, I struggle with um oh Dallas and John are in town you know I should put I want to put my K2s on like I want to put my I want to have Celtic frames or whatever and then I was like I probably should have used my Sebas but I now I struggle but it's tough like from a social aspect because you want to share an experience with with people and when most people are skating aggressives and they're like sessioning a box you might feel left out if you're like just skating around yeah. really fast so I think I made the right choice uh, yeah, like I, I went, just, I went skating with Dustin when he was in town and a couple other rollerbladers, and I made the opposite choice. I went with Sebas, yeah. and I had a lot of fun. I had a really good session, but I was, I was like the lone wolf. Like yeah. they were all like sessioning the rail and and this and that, and, and I was just have... like jamming around the whole park. Yeah, and I had a great session. It was a lot of fun, but socially, I didn't. I. I wasn't one of them. You know? That's weird. That shouldn't be a thing, but it is. It is, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about this. How... So we're not... There's going to be no... We want to film a park edit, right? When you're better. Yeah. We'll film a park edit, right? No park in the next video. Yeah, I think that would be a, a wise choice. No old park. That still counts as yeah. park. Yeah. No All park. street. Yeah. All street. Yeah. And what I is... Think that, I think that's a good... My point, quickly, that I've probably brought up before, and I bring up that I bring up quite often. <laughs> yeah, you like to bring up that you've brought it up before. I've got to stop thinking do. about that. Yeah, you, you, I, I think about that too. Because it's like, I feel like guilty like this is podcast number 180 yeah and if someone wanted to they could listen to us talk consecutively without sleeping or eating 
they could listen to us converse for like three weeks straight. There's some shit that I want to listen to. Selfishly. Like some good stuff that you, when you have conversations with people, that you just should write down. Oh, totally. So, but you were, what were you going to So say? I was just saying that I probably said what I am going to say. Which was? <laughs> that I, I think it's really important to remind ourselves that skate parks... I don't want to catch any flack for this. They're not designed for rollerblades. Uh, I know you've said that before. They're not... But... Um, some, some parks are. Well, they're designed for... What we think is rollerblading currently when that park was designed. There could well, be an alternate... Actually, most, most skate parks are designed by skateboarders. Yes. Um, here in North America, I would say 98%, of, like 100% of yeah. the outdoor parks are designed by skateboarders for skateboarding. Yeah. I, like, I really don't want to bring skiing into the mix, but I'm going to that some of those skiing edits that I post, the things that they're doing, building, like, snow ramps into walls and fences and things like that, the way that they're, like, defining what they do outside of the facility that's given to them is really, 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 really impressive. And I know that rollerblading has a lot left in that department still like there's lots in videos for rollerblading where it's like holy fuck never thought that you could rollerblade at a spot like that but I feel like skate parks really detract from that part of the activity that's kind of my point is like we can we can push the limits of uh, of what rollerblading can be on the streets that's kind of the point that I was making that like uh, skate parks are like they're great at least in Kamloops they're gray traps that are really fun but they're designed to keep you there um they're I think I think if we film a whole video on street it'll be a lot more interesting yeah and there you go like parks are good training facilities. And they're fun. They're fun. They're great for, like, getting you in shape and having, like, a really skating hard yeah. and learning new maneuvers. But the problem it's could more be exciting. It's more exciting to see people do stuff on the street. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's fun to watch people skate parks, but, like, from a, from like a film, from a non-rollblading perspective just like watching human beings do interesting things yeah. it'll always be more interesting on the street yeah well I, this could also just be like reflecting me and where I'm at right now but I just know personally it's my enjoyment of skating isn't reliant on a skate park and when I go there I feel mentally like trapped sometimes that I th I'm looking at these objects 
I'm like, oh, I have to air out of this thing and do something, or I have to grind across this. Sometimes it's really hard to break out of that, and like the good At stuff. Skate parks, it's really hard to it, break out. To of like that. come up with those creative things. Sometimes they don't happen unless you've either written them down or it's way later on in the year when you're just kind of like loose and warmed up and it's a lot of the stuff that you just don't even think of that is sometimes the most and it's not the point is not to do things that are interesting I just I don't I have trouble personally when the objects are so laid out I always say the Brian Baxter quote where he's like sometimes the skate parks do the tricks for you yeah and that, I, that's a really good way of like of thinking of it can be it can be so difficult to, to like, be free with your thinking at a skate park. Well, think about like because the objects. It's like there's a launch and there's a landing. You're supposed to launch here and land here, and there's a there's a ledge that starts here and goes there. You're supposed to grind from the top down to the bottom and land. Like, yeah. obviously, no, it's just an object. You can do whatever you want, but it it is very it imposes those rules on you and it's really hard to step out of it and be like oh I can I can launch and land on the flat and carve back and go where I launched out of but to think about that stuff and to be free at the time can be really hard so hard the writing is important writing shit down and I find that when you're not skating it's easier to think about it's easier to think of tricks because it's loose it's a lot more loose because you're not like stuck in the environment I do find that if you are at the park, there's times where you can just do the basic stuff, which is great. It's like an exercise skate or whatever. Yeah. But there's times where if you do one or if you even do that one creative thing or weird way of using the park that feels good, it like it. I swear it unlocks a little zone like you're playing a video game where you start looking at some other areas and just by doing that one thing, and letting it come into existence which sounds stupid but it's true yeah sometimes you think of doing something stupid no i'm not going to do that but then you do the stupid thing you're like oh i can do that stupid thing over there and over there yeah and it doesn't have to be stupid sometimes it is just something novel it's hard to get there no novelty in aggressive skating we need to if we could if everything we did was novel Everything we do should be novel. If, if we're gonna, if we're gonna produce a video, like a video, and call it, we're coming out with a video. It should all be novel. Everything should be novel. Then if we would become a comedy duo. Then that's what we'll, that's what will be. What would be interesting is that what if we came out with a video that people experienced now and just laughed like they were they, they just thought it was fucking I think funny that and then 10 years down the road people watched it and they were like oh this is awesome and they had a completely different response to it I do think that comedy is some kind of like uh, equalizer in in life that when funny is funny and it and when it's still funny years down the road it's good if you can if funny can be funny and stay funny for a long period of time Forever. it's almost better than trying to make something really good or really artistic or really trying impressive. to go really deep I swear funny sometimes just funny fucking wins. wins funny trumps good it does man <laughs>
I would much rather make something really fucking funny than something like really good. Yeah, sure, you can have a really powerful, deep experience, but funny, laugh, funny things that you remember it draws on something completely different. I guess. I guess both are good, but. Funny. Funny man. And it's hard to do. That's probably the biggest thing about I mean you can say you want to make something that's funny the whole way through so hard but tonally um, people call bullshit on funny real quick if you don't do it right and then the thing is it's, there's no way to do it right because there's so many factors involved but people either laugh or they don't yeah it's bit the thing about it in skate videos is that it's people have tried and failed so many times. They well, have tried the, to make something The funny. funniest shit is the shit that happens by accident, usually. That magical little thing that happened to be captured on tape. Yeah. Like, you're capturing a moment that you're really lucky that you got it. Usually funny. It's not... It's hard to do planned things that are funny, which I have a really tough time with, um, like, comedy sketches and skits and things like that. It takes the person like the actor to be able to draw on something to make it good instead of it can be scripted and it can be filmed however way and the timing could be good but it really takes that like that person I don't know like um like Brendan Walsh yeah he's just that guy like just he's funny he doesn't even have to say like anything really but he's fucking so funny yeah I saw him just, perform. You saw him live? Yeah. And it was just, he came on stage and he just stared at the audience. He didn't say a thing and everyone started laughing. Exactly. <laughs> he it, just had that look in his face. He had, he just, he, 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 funny just seeps out of his pores. It's He's crazy. Funny. You hear his voice on the bone zone and he is like, I don't even know how he's able to do his thing. He's like, so juvenile and such a little shit but he has this this like great uh he's almost wise and if you see his face he's got this really funny mix of like uh, like like a like a silly per like you can tell that he's silly on his face he has the touch of crazy but he also looks like a wise dude that would be able to give you good advice but then what comes out of his mouth is like some juvenile high school shit but it's delivered in a way that he knows what he's saying is so stupid, but he's yeah. saying it really confidently. And for so many people, that wouldn't work. There's so many people who try and be funny like It's like that. He, he understands that it's all just a joke. Yeah. He, that's a key thing is that he's... To be, I think, really funny, you really have to be egoless or not like... Yeah. You, you can't be concerned with how you're coming off. Yeah. That yeah, kills just, funny. Yeah. That yeah. really kills funny. Yeah. You yeah. have to... Sometimes like if Seriousness you're, is a big part of funny. If you're... And sometimes if you're like a millisecond too late, because you, you got to fail a lot too. You can yeah. say some shit that's not going to work too. And... But you... you yeah, you can recover though. It's like a... It's... Confidence is a very important aspect yeah and a lot of comedians say that uh that it was like from their upbringing or their background 
background that comedy was like a their way of like being their defensive mechanism or whatever of being uh not not marginalized but like you hear Rogan talk or they're like they're really bizarre people who didn't really fit in and had really weird backgrounds family wise and everything Marin talks about it too that it became like became not like their weapon but like their thing that that could impress girls could uh, impress friends could like being the funny guy in a group yeah. is uh, there's a power to it that that if you have it and you do become a comedian it's like the funny guy if there's ten of us here and the, there's the one funny guy like the funny guy not that he wins but a lot of people are going to remember what he said because he can say his point of view in a way that's packaged really well. It's like a magic. It's like a magical power. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. That's really a really good it's like point. A, yeah. It's like a wizard is is funny. It's I, like and I think it's like a shamanistic power because they're like they know something that the rest of the group don't know, or they're free in a way that the rest of the group are are not free. And man, you think of mixing uh, <laughs> mixing like movies and videos with comedy and then with something like rollerblading I can see I can see what you're talking about so that's a really powerful combination it would just be so difficult to 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 say I'm gonna we're gonna make a really funny video no and it would almost be a mistake no to say that but at the same time I think what a what an awesome thing to accomplish I know what our funniest video is gonna be and it's already been filmed I just don't... I'm not going to have the time to make it until I have the time to make it. Our funniest video? Yes. Which, what's that? I think... I think uh, the, like, full-length Unplugged Mushrooms video is going to be our funniest video. That could be pretty funny. Yeah. Do you realize all the things that aren't interesting then that are super interesting now with all of the experience that we have up to this point. I don't know. I've just seen some really fucking funny moments. Do you think and that's, that's a different kind of funny because it, I mean, it's a painful funny because you're drawing on your own past, but it's funny. You know why it'll be funny? It'll be really funny because there are all the things that we were ashamed to use in our videos. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There are so many things just in, in the old footage already that has blown the lid off of, like, some embarrassing shit that, like, where I think to myself, oh, man, I see it now. Yeah. How fucking embarrassing I am. Yeah, absolutely. And how, how embarrassing, embarrassing rollerblading is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, when all the shit that we were just basically imitating shit that we saw in videos that we thought was it's, so cool. It's almost all embarrassing. There's almost like a solid five to seven years of embarrassing. Probably more. Probably more. Probably more. And that's what is like funny. One, that would be a good name for a video. 100% embarrassment. 
Embarrassment is a really good word. There's so much embarrassing stuff. Embarrassing. It's so good. But embarrassing. The best part is that funny. The best part is the things that we thought were serious and good have become funny over time too. That's great. Like when that happens. Yeah. But 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 a lot of the stuff that we thought were was good and we thought wasn't embarrassing, it's like, it's just really mediocre because. It wasn't really embarrassing. Yeah. You have to put out lots of shit. My sister was talking about one of her uh, art teachers in university, this really fucking serious guy, and I'll always remember her telling me this quote. She said right at the start of class, he was like, you are going to make lots of shit. It was great. That's, That's all you need to know. That's all you need to know, yeah. And... And don't be afraid to make the shit. Yeah. Make lots of shit. Have fun making the shit. Be yeah. enthusiastic about you making the shit. You might make shit for 20 years. Yeah. I think we still are. Oh, yeah. We maybe, Probably. Maybe there might be pieces of things that are interesting. Glimpses. But yeah. Make shit. Yeah, just make shit. And lots of funny will happen when you make shit. Especially if you personally have a sense of humor and you don't you don't take things too personally of how people perceive the shit that you make. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, people in role-playing really need to just embrace making more shit. Yeah. Riley said it and, too. And, and I think they are, you know, in some ways. People yeah, are it's embracing yeah, yeah, more it's shit. Well, I think the, the internet helped that. There's some really funny, like, like comments in Facebook and in Instagram and stuff, like, that we're all older now like I, there's some really really good humor that comes out of everything man Blade God has just taken off <laughs> is that like the most popular role rating meme now is Blade God or hashtag so. well and the best part is that now the spelling has changed because they released that the God like uh, they released a company called Gods like I can't G-A- believe they actually made a company named Gods like are they are they being serious? Like, their their company is named Gods. All I could think of was like cocaine. Gods. And it's G A W D. Yeah, I don't know. Could Z. be could be comedies. <laughs> you expect us to believe that bullshit? Really? Uh, Frankie released a wheel with just weed leaves on it. <laughs> like. That's, is it funny? It's funny to lots of people, but I guess I think I think graphics on wheels is just hilarious because it's so pointless. I still want an army green wheel with a mushroom blading logo on it, just selfishly. Yeah, it would look it would look pretty cool when you like buy them and hold them. Yeah, that's but then when you put them on your skates, you can't yeah, even see matter. it. <laughs> I have to pee. You need we'll to go in break. deeper. Oh, we're gonna take a break. Yeah, take a break. Yeah, when I have we, to pee also. When we get back, um, we should go more in depth into into your injury, your mental state. We can if we don't. I have just to I just fear that it'll it'll drag the uh, the vibes down. Do you promise to solo cast? Actually, no. Don't solo cast about it. We've talked. No, about we've it. talked about it. We've we've done a good job. Okay, we're gonna do a break then. Yeah. Um, 
Where we bottom at? line. I'll just I'll just wrap up the shingles thing, so then we can move on to other embarrassing things. Um, it was horrible. The pain was excruciating, and it. I was very negative, and the thought of like, the thought of not being able to skate, again, and not be like. The thought of not being able to have fun skating, again, is so scary to me. Yeah, because that is like, the most most joyful thing, in my life. Well, one of the most joyful ex- activities, definitely. Yeah, that per, I do. like in terms of an internal, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. having good skates on, feeling physically good on a nice day. You can't fuck with that, and no. like. The thought of losing that is so devastating. I think to me. you're really smart though. You you have a life where that could go and it would hurt, but you have other things. Yeah. But in terms of I think with things like that, yeah, your internal rewards is something that it's something that you have a personal deep relationship with just you and the thing. Yeah. And that's the scary part always. It's not something that you have a relationship with is like intangible and how you would try and find that with something else if you couldn't do it anymore yeah that's the scary part always very scary and I I feel like if like that thing is really at the core of this podcast it's at the core of like a lot of other things like branch out of that core thing if I wasn't doing the activity anymore I wouldn't want to do these podcasts because it would maybe I would do like a different podcast (laughs) where it was like me what would I fucking talk about politics (laughs) (laughs) like this is what I want to talk about and I want to talk about it because I can experience that thing I wouldn't do it if I couldn't well we can't we did podcasts kind of before any podcasts were something about like the energy of going out skating and tapping into the intangible thing that caused the conversations and that's why other people can have conversations like this and have podcasts related to the thing it's like the people who know the intangible thing the feeling of going skating the feeling of a good day of skating the feeling of that party that one time where you had that drunk conversation with someone for an hour about some video section or something. You know that, like, that dumb thing. Yeah. That's the thing. Who knows what it is? I mean... It could be the same reason, like, I always think about the same reason people go to church. I struggle with that constantly, and that's where, like, I don't want to take it as serious. It's not that I take it serious, but... That's why it hurts. Like, even when I hurt my wrist which was so minor but it still hurts like if I fall on it because you sprain your wrist right it's like that it's that pain for five minutes or whatever just a little fall at the park and this was three weeks ago you have that feeling it's like fuck this is bad this is bad like what if this injury was way worse and I couldn't do it anymore the, the yeah. stuff that happens in your mind is really 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 dark really dark because you start to, you immediately try and like um, band-aid it 
with like like oh well I, I'm like I'm getting older anyway like I I don't need to do this skating thing and but you're yeah. just trying to like like uh what's that like correct like uh banded I think of banded but like protect yourself from the emotions associated with the situation instead of just like feeling the emotions totally yeah I know anytime like minor injuries have happened or whatever I know that I haven't been taking I haven't been giving the activity or the feeling the respect that it deserves when shit like that happens sometimes that I'm not it's really hard to explain if you were to think of it as like if we were like a Native American culture, they're really good at respecting certain things through time. Right. So I, the two or three times I've gotten really fucked up from skating, I just was not respecting it or thinking about it as much as I should have in the moment. Right. And then I get fucked up. Oh, anytime I look back. There's times where I've just been completely in flow and everything's good and I don't even have to think twice and have that negative experience but maybe it's important to have that it's it's definitely a part of it it's something that like it or not it is a part of rollerblading is the potential and the inevitable um, your body being fragile and just breaking Life is long, though. I thought that was a really good point. Life is you. long. How old was slow-mo? Uh, 69. So, also we're just being dramatic bitches as well. We're being dramatic young bitches. That's, I think that's important to point out. Yeah. Sorry for using the term bitch, but I believe people know what I was going for there. Being dramatic young Bitches. Does Carly call you on being dramatic? Yeah. Yeah, I get like called all the time. <laughs> like the whole time with my fucking leg. I was like, you're so dramatic. I was like, what if I'm gonna die? <laughs> what if I've it's said, a tumor? I've said to Lacey before, uh, you enjoy when I'm in pain. <laughs> I've, I bet they do. I've had those thoughts. I was like, you're happy this is happening to me, aren't you? Because... Because you're just jealous because I have so much fun when I do it. And you're just like, yep, this was going to happen. You're getting older. Yep. Now you can finally experience life like the rest of us. It was going to happen eventually. You can't live in that dream world forever, Jimmy. You can't be just like happy. No, that. <laughs> that's a good place to pause it. I got a piece of that. Back at it. <gasps> Sorry, that's pretty loud. Mmm. <laughs> the water's still on warm. Mm. Someone told me that fluoride coats the pineal gland. And it's a form of control. Really? We're not going to go there. But yeah, someone told me that.
<laughs> so we watched uh, <laughs> we watched some of Voodoo show before we started this yeah thing we did we watched Adam Brearley Brearley Adam Brearley and Alex Roscow. Those are very similar names, actually. There's a lot in a name, hey? You can just change your name, and people didn't notice you, and then you just change your name, and people start to notice you. That's true. We don't have that great of names. Terrible names. <laughs> Terrible. Although for comedy, they're good. Like, Todd McInerney, he's the funny yeah. guy. <laughs> McInerney. Joey McGarry. McGarry. Joey. Joey. Like, I would have to change my name to, like, Joe and then something really short if I wanted to be, like, a pro skater or something. Like, Joe Gary would be good. That'd be a good name. Joe Gary? Joe Gary. Fuck. Get, like, a... Bulk up a little bit. Bulk up a little bit. Tan. Get some sections. So good. Get some tatties. That should be your... Alter ego, Joe Gary. Joe Gary is like, holy shit. He just laces true fish. Joe Gary would be really good at true so fish. So good at true fish. <laughs> it's funny, I imagine like a, like I'm really tanned and I have a shaved head with like a <laughs> thin strip goatee. <laughs> really good at stale five. I'm so serious. <laughs> You spin stale fives, just holding it forever, and then just like landing it, just so relaxed. Does Joe Gary stale five, or does he, he does, mute? He does both. He mixes it up, but like, yeah, he does really good stale fives. Joe, Joe Gary. Gary. Okay, so you, because you're just Todd still. I think you can still use that. I don't know if Todd is good. <laughs> hey, uh. The politician that I did videos for, or I won't say his name. I can't say his name now. Shit. He had a good name. <laughs> <laughs> he had your first name, and his last name was Stone. Shit. That's good. Yeah, he's gone far in politics. You gotta have a good name. It, like, that is a good fucking name. Todd Stone. Very good. Yeah, I think Todd works good with, like, a one-syllable last name. Well, that Joe Gary. That's what I said. It's, it has Gary. to be something short after. Joe Gary. Brian Shima. Brian Shima. Josh Petty. Josh Petty. John Elliot. Is Elliot still... John Elliot. It just, it works. Uh, okay, let's keep going. John Julio. Chris Haffey. Chris Haffey. Frankie Morales. So it's like... Where are all these... All the good role winners, they have good names. There, you can say them really quick. Aaron Feinberg. You can say them quick. I don't know if Dustin Rubeski has the best name. He might need a... He might... We ne might need to uh, get him with the right people. Maybe. I think he would be... He'd be doing better if he had a better name. He's doing pretty good. But I think yeah. Dustin would be, like, on another level if he had a better name. Yeah, yeah. Just, we'll get him with the right people. We'll Dustin, get, I think the name... We'll get that last name changed. 
Who else do you think their name is holding them back in skating? Uh, oh man, it's a good one. Carlos Carlos Pianowski. Oh, he could have had a yeah. He could have had. Would have been better. A shorter last name. Yeah. Definitely. It's not John Starr. That's a good name, John Starr. Damn. Louisa Mora. That's good. That's really good. Really and good. it's it's weird because it shouldn't be, but the way that it rolls off your tongue. Louisa Mora. Yeah. That's beautiful. Louisa Mora. You just want to say the name. T.J. Weber? T.J. Weber. That's good. That's really good. Walt Austin could, I think, mm. could have hindered Decent, him a little bit. but... Yeah. I think that could have been part of the problem of he didn't get enough credit because Walt. of... Walt. Don. Don Bambrick. <laughs> Same thing. It's not that good. I mean, it, it could be. Mine's worse. Charles Dunkel? Nope. Listen, I listen, Charles, Charles the name's really, I think, we're, we're already talking, like, yeah, it Charles. takes me, like, what, four fin Charles, that's two, Dunkel, that's two, Brian but, Shima. But you can have a lot of syllables, like, Louis, Louis Zamora is five syllables, it's good, Frankie Morales is good. But, listen, Charles Dunkel, Louis Zamora, there's, there's ways that it rolls, I guess Charles Dunkel isn't terrible. I guess his but name sounds great. like the way that he skated, though. Too. Yeah, it's kind of like because Dunkel had kind of, I want to say, awkward or clunky style, but it was good. It was good. His name did abrasive. suit his skating. You're right. Like Walt he, he wasn't smooth. He was like abrasive and hard. Walt Austin's name did not suit his skating. He needed a T.J. Weber name. Yeah, it's true. T.J. Weber for sure. His name sounded like his skating. Josh Petty? I mean, are we living in a simulation? We gotta be. Have you not told me yet? Are you just part of a computer? You must be. It might be. Because Josh Petty, that just seems like... Josh Petty. Why do we have... Why do we have such shitty names? I think with the whole Canada and the comedy thing, it kind of works. Yeah, we're because we're, we're, not, we're not supposed to be... Oh like, shit, we're forgetting a really important one, and he always hated that we used his full name. Richie Eisler. That's a good one. It was good from the beginning. And that's a big reason why Richie is such a big deal, is he's got a good name. If he was he's got like, a really good name. If he was like Alphalajanovic or something... Richie like, Werbeski. Dustin Eisler. Dustin Eisler. Richie Eisler. Dustin. Dustin Latimer. Dustin that Latimer. That was a good name. He got a good name. That's a, that. Yeah. Arlo Eisenberg was kind of like a mix of a Louisa Moore and a Charles Dunkel. It was classy. It's very unique. Arlo Eisenberg. So Eisenberg and Feinberg are Jewish, right? Berg at the end. Is it? I think so. Because it was so funny when I was like talking about the Feinberg name, apparently it was really obvious that it was Jewish. I just didn't know that. Hmm. Chris Leon Hassan. Leon's, Leon's got a really good name. It, 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 a good name you you hear it once and it sticks with you yeah it's like easy to say 
It's easy to say right. Mine? And it's pleasurable to say. It's got a good rhythm. See, yours is pretty good. Yours mine's, is well, mine's Joey McGarry. It's good. You just need a different last name, especially like for you have like an athletic thing going on that, although it's funny because Eric Bailey, Todd McInerney, you're just like, you just have that one, we just need to change one little bit of your yeah. last name that you're really close. Because Eric Bailey is really good. Even if it was like a simpler like McKinney, McKinney. Well, and people, people find themselves wanting to say it that way too. Yeah. They don't want to say McInerney. They, no. want, to, they want to say McKinnery. Yeah, it's true. Uh, McKinnery. Or McKinney. So you could get away with even Todd, Todd McKinney. Todd McIntosh, I don't know. <laughs> and I can't do Todd Mac, because that's just like... Todd McKinney, maybe, but it's, it's that better. almost... But that almost like changes your whole thing. Yeah. That your voice becomes a little bit more weaselly or something if you're Todd McKinney. I found... But Todd Mackey? You're, oh, you're close, you're close. I think... I, I do realize that mine, Joey McGarry, suits like kind of like a... Like a childish... Like playful vibe, and it's got that, rhythm. It's easy to like people don't pronounce it wrong. Well, because it's got three Y's in it. No. One Y. Joey. Joey McGarry. There is a rhythm though. Yep. There to it. Joey McGarry. What else? Who else have we got? Who did I put? Teacher? John Julio. John Elliott. Eric Shrine. Oh. It's a good name. Ben Weiss Ben Weiss is like decent Danny Beer that's a Danny's got a good name <laughs> Brian Long and Danny Beer like that fucking assholes Danny Beer they already have unfair advantages it's like it a doesn't Canadian even matter named Danny Beer well and it doesn't even matter like what the edit is if it just says Brian Long and Danny Beer it's like the edit's gonna be good just based off of their names already. It's true. <laughs> Brian and Danny. Hey, this is Danny and Brian. I wonder if like European skaters not being as big as they should is just based on that fact. I think alone. it has something to do with their names. Because there's a lot of names that don't stick. Yeah. And really good skaters with terrible names. Yeah. In Europe. Yeah, yeah, for sure. CJ Wellsmore, great name. Great name. It's C. got J. the Wellsmore. It's got the TJ Weber. Yeah. CJ Wellsmore. TJ Weber, CJ Wellsmore. It's weird cuz this is these are just dumb sounds that we're making with our mouths, but they make a big but difference. They have impact. You can curse someone with a terrible name. Yeah, holy fuck. You think of like That's why I've always been very like adamant about keeping the Joey. I don't mind if like authority figures, they do kind of like gravitate towards Joe sometimes. Yeah. But I do, I always wanted to keep it Joey because I think that it was important for me to hear that. Because I didn't want to become too much of a Joe. You don't want to be Joe Gary. No. Fuck Joe Gary. That Joe. guy's an asshole. Joe Gary. Oh no. It's Joe Gary. What's up guys? We saw Joe Gary at the bar the other night. Oh, oh what's up Joey? He's still blading. He's still blading, Joey. Joe Gary wouldn't skate very much, but when he would, he would actually be pretty good. 
in a cocky yeah. way, like not the best cocky style. Asshole way. Yeah. Fuck Joe Geary. Fuck that guy, man. Works at the mine. Drives a truck. He makes good cash. <laughs> Supports <Joe> Ajax. <laughs> I was thinking of a sticker that would say like, "I'm indifferent about Ajax." <laughs> That'd be pretty funny. Yeah, it's like, it's a bad joke, but... Because everyone has a strong opinion, just... I'm, I'm on the fence. I'm I on really, the fence about Ajax. I really am. Ajax is a controversial mind that's that's uh, projected to, to come into Kamloops, and it's controversial because it's very close to the city limits. It's really close to where I live, where yeah, I like, should care a lot about it, and I... Like, just over the mountain. Yeah. I don't know, like, uh, air, I don't know, air quality and all that stuff. I just, I don't even know. Yeah, like, I've heard, it could be really bad for air quality. I, what do I know about mines? Not even, (laughs) there's one thing that I, that I say that people get really mad at. I was like, (laughs) it's frustrating because this seems like the world works like this a large percentage of the time. I'm like... Apart from the movies, when have you ever seen a community rise up against, like, obviously smaller things, you can protest as a community, yeah. but something like a mine, we're talking about, like, shitloads of money and backdoor deals in government and, uh, what, municipal, like, the municipal, like, city backdoor deals, right. the public will know nothing about that they could have signed the contract so long ago and they just have to let the game play out where like, you know, we just have to let the community think that they have a voice. Like, when have you ever heard of a community taking down a giant like that? Especially in Canada where like natural resources. I don't know a lot about it, but it's like shit like this. It's really hard to stop something where there's that much fucking money. Not just on a community level, but we're talking about like British Columbia and Canada as well. Well, apparently they they can do it at any time they just don't have money the company that owns the company that owns it okay so the company that owned Highland Valley yeah they used to own Ajax they own the land KGHM but they're a company that's out of BC and yeah. they knew that it was detrimental to develop this mine and being a BC company they didn't want to upset the locals so they're like no we're not gonna do it because it's bad right and we're gonna piss yeah, off yeah this is an international company yeah the company that bought it they're from like Europe or something they don't give a fuck about no. us and they don't give a fuck about what we think of them they just care about money fortunately for us they're broke and they don't have the money to like start development on really it. yeah because they're like this fucked up the, the, the company's kind of fucked up I don't know lots they, of companies are fucked up there's a lot of fucked up people. There's a lot of fucked up companies. Hopefully they don't get the money to start. I just, but like... I can't see... There's so much crazy stuff happening day yeah. to day in not just here, but in lots of places that people are so comfortable in their day to day lives that, like, well, you know, I would protest. I do feel strongly about this, but... I'll just let other people do it. It's like, you need strong numbers. 
like you need you, you need a large or something no no you need like a large percentage of people throwing rocks and shit we're talking about like if you could get 80% of Kamloops opposed to the mine or something like that over 50% if you could even get that but it's not even it's never even close to that and it doesn't even matter what it would take something so ridiculous to get the percentage higher Kamloops is an industry town we're very blue collar we're the tournament capital of Canada there's a lot of dumb people who just want to be on that man side. They just want to be on the side of like, well, it's going to be jobs and we need, we need jobs in this town. Everyone's going to Alberta for money. There's not even going to be that many jobs. No. But people are just like under this assumption that like, oh, everyone, everyone we need to be Alberta. Everyone's going to be driving trucks. We're going to be making money. This is what we need as a community. There'll be like, maybe 30 people making decent money like it's just not worth it that's where it's like it's a blessing and a curse <laughs> that I'm a rollerblader who makes videos like <laughs> I have a perspective on that whole situation where I see the ridiculousness of it it like I remember we had a meeting with I can't say who but the company that I worked at before this and they wanted us, they were, they were talking about us doing ads pro-Ajax. Yeah. And this lady was telling me how the, the person who worked for the Ajax mine was kind of like, felt like Satan. Like, really, really good with people and like, really good at like, taking you out for drinks and like, buttering you up and a really nice guy and like you would believe everything that he said and then talk to this company who knew the young guys in town and and we had this meeting and we didn't feel comfortable but remember one of the commercials they were pitching was like we need to show that if you get a job at the mine you can like you can get the motor home and you can get the ATVs and the dirt bikes and stuff and I just remember like obviously in my day to day life outside of doing this and rollerblading videos and stuff I have to I have to keep it together I have to and I can still have humorous jabs here and there but in that moment it's like there's these moments that you have in life where you're like the whole the whole way that that things work is so stupid yeah and like I think this is stupid now imagine what's happening in other boardrooms like all over North America like this is ridiculous we're talking about like I think I made the joke and we all did laugh. I'm like, well, why don't we just have a commercial where there's like, there's a guy in a suit just fucking the planet Earth with his cock? <laughs> I didn't say cock, but like, I kind of like alluded to that. Because that's pretty much what that commercial was. Like, okay, so you work at the mine and you get these big giant machines and then it shows like how you and your family can afford all this shit to use it. I don't know. Isn't that weird? Like, but but then at the same time, and and why I had that moment of like, this whole thing is ridiculous. It's like, I'm in the minority. Like, there's a lot of families who would have connected to that commercial. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of families who would love to get a job at the mine, to get the motor home, and to get the ATVs. They want that that and, lifestyle. And you know, and I know that. That doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. I mean, it's great. Like, sure, 
you can have some memories, like a little bit if you ride an ATV or, you, or if you go in a motorhome. But the stuff that you take away is like, like you said, that intangible thing that you get worried about when you get injured. They, like a large percentage of people don't know about that. And they talked about it also in the Bina podcast. Is like there's this weird thing that you have to carry with you. And I'm sure it translates into like skateboarding and BMX and a lot of those things. But like, you know that things are so ridiculous sometimes in your everyday life and you just have to kind of go along with it. And you can't really speak up because you are the mind, you're the very small minority and you're very... Well, it's an advantage to know how silly and ridiculous those advertisements are and to see through it is obvious to you and it's obvious to me but for a lot of people they might say they might say like oh I know it's just a commercial I know it's ridiculous no but it, they don't it works on understand it. it in in as deep of a level as as you do especially because you create those things you can see the underbelly you can see the framework about what they're trying to do yeah people do fucking eat it up people do have an obsession with lifestyles and they want a certain lifestyle I still have a really really hard time like I have to shut my fucking mouth sometimes when Lacey's watching TV I just try not to have an opinion and I got caught again the other day cause it's it's mind control like it's yeah. it's girls could be mad all they want about like even for me the few times that I do watch porn it's not that often it's just something that I need quick in the moment but the mental uh, uh, warfare that can happen from like too many romantic comedies and television shows like The Bachelor and shit like that it's so dangerous and I could be wrong it could just be junk food right it could be nothing serious but I get so scared about that stuff yeah at the same time it is refreshing that there are things that girls can be into that I don't understand and there's things that I'm into that girls could never understand I think that's good but it's the same reason why I get scared about like media literacy that yes you know it's a show but you're still taking in the images and the interviews and ideas and, and that part scares me quite a bit because I think a lot of the stuff that we see in rollerblading can be applied outside too right like we can see that one style of edit or video all of a sudden there's like 20 that come out that look like it or pants that we always joke about or a certain brand of skates or whatever or a certain trick it's amazing like the whole meme thing someone like sees something and imitates it like you said, said earlier it's we're very impressionable yeah 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 and like conditioning our, and our ideas the way we think it's so fragile it can change just like that all it takes is some confident dude no but we don't we don't want change though we want comfort oh you mean subconsciously just our whole like our whole framework like we just attach ourselves to silly ideas that just stick 
So dangerous. And 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 they they can become really deep rooted for no fucking good reason. Do you think about the silliest the silliest things, like wanting to drive like a really nice car. That. I mean, it's fun to drive and a nice car, but that's not going to change your fucking life. You're going to be bored of whatever you drive. It's going to get old and boring, and it's just going to be get into it to get to where you're going. Yeah. It's not worth having a payment or like being going into debt to what drive did I this say? nice car. But but that's such an obvious thought, but so many people fall into that trap. <laughs> I, I said to... Uh... Dustin the other day in a message I was like I made a joke about if he's coming back through I was like I just need to know in advance because of my and I put quote unquote adult schedule and he was like believe me I know all about adult schedules or whatever he thought maybe that I was like making a dig that we're in such different worlds right now but he knew then he knew what I said and I was like believe me it's like I'm trying my very hardest not to slip into full-on artist mode like I know that's what I am I know that's what I want to be I know that's what I want to do I just know that the way the world is structured and the way it works I can't I just for my own health for the people for my friends and family and everything like I can't that I didn't say this in the message but that idea of like slipping into full-on artist mode like the world is not structured for that You, you have to try and fit into the structure and then make it work. Or how you were talking about the nice car and stuff, you don't have to get the nice car, but you just have to try and, like, this is the structure that's here. <laughs> try and make it work and in your spare time, do your shit that you want to do. That's the best way, like, long-term strategy. If you go full-on artist right now, you're going to burn out so quick and you'll be so disconnected from society that... You might, yeah. It might just be so hard. Well, and you you won't have a you won't have a rapport, and you won't have. You need to kind of like integrate yourself as a spy, almost like. Within things, to help change, and it's gonna take a long time sometimes, and it's gonna be really frustrating. But like, what if I'm living for a hundred dollars a month, trying to make skate videos and selfishly working on my own shit all the time like just being by myself and not being in a relationship and not being challenged to like be with family and friends that aren't in, like you know so you mean that, like like um by going full on artist and dedicating yourself to that thing it would also it would almost be more detrimental to yeah, that thing I think someone would be checking than, me yeah than living a normal life and devoting like small amount of like free time to that thing it would yeah. be like more healthy and better for that yeah whatever you're and thing, it's and i think doing. and i think me at early 20s would be so mad at me saying this right now and it could be that i'm conditioned i'm not sure but i just don't think there's any structures in place currently for me to to go that way and it be healthy from a long-term perspective. Short-term, it's fucking awesome. It's a great... <laughs> it would be amazing. 
for short term. Yeah. But long term, I don't think it would work. You could fluke out, like you could hit a spark of something that could carry you for a certain amount of time, but I just think that um, your life is long. Idea is uh, really important to remember. Especially with the world we, world we live in now, it's not, it's not as much of a struggle as it, in terms of giving your time to something on the side, it's not, it's not a struggle. It's actually pretty easy to do. It's, but, well, it's easy to do when you're really into it. Like when you actually, when it's not actually work, when it's something that yeah. you want to do. Do you ever think about that idea though, the full-on artist? Because I don't know. I know me personally. I know I, I know that is me, but I know it can't. <laughs> I do fantasize about that, definitely. I, do you ever try and like think about what that would be like? Because I know mine is, gets pretty dark sometimes. <laughs> mine is just like, just waking up, smoking weed, and just like being at home by myself. <laughs> like that is like. <laughs> you know what's so. <laughs> it's so and that's what I why I said like the early 20 versions of myself would be so mad about the current version of myself but I would have so much stuff to tell that person that they wouldn't fucking listen to about now that neither person would listen to what either one has to say like right because the weed smoking dude is awesome but I also like this this version too I think maybe it's like you you have spaces where you're allowed to go in, into full-on artist and you're allowed to just like fall into it and then slowly return back to this. That could be part of it. Well, either way, the thing is that either way, there's going to be shit to deal with. Yeah. Even hey, the, yeah, full yeah. On, the full-on artist mode, it's not yeah. an easy... And I don't use that term very often, but you know what I mean, right? Yeah. Full on artist. It's not an easy route. No. It's a it's in a lot of ways it's a harder route. <laughs> Very diff- it's a it's a more uncomfortable route. I imagine myself more mentally ill than I am now. Yeah. And especially if you if that's all you know, it's a it's a it's a almost self delusional route. You have to be self delusional in a lot of ways. Yeah and see the world in in a way that it's not and see yourself in like a more grandiose kind of way like in order to live it fully and believe in it <laughs> like so you have to like, dangerous you have a, almost have to have a ridiculous ego i think it's i think knowing that the world exists and having your different entrance points into it like different ways to tap into it i think that's pretty good like to instead of being in the world all the time, maybe knowing people that, that know, they know you as both. Right. They know you as the person who's maybe in the world or out of the world. It's, yeah, it's good to see it from as many different perspectives as you can, which sometimes seems, sometimes seems like seems like you should be more I, I sometimes feel like I should be more focused on one thing I feel like I would be more successful if I if I 
didn't have so many things going on and I could just yeah. focus on one thing. I think that's old-fashioned. Well, I think it depends on what it is. Like, you see that it does work out for some people. Even Kanye really... West, he's got a lot of things going on. Right. But Kanye... <laughs> he's... Fo- he's... Actually, no, he's pretty focused. He's he's focused on one thing for a really long time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's it's got him to to a successful place. Or like Steve Jobs was like very driven on that one thing. Yeah. Very focused on that one thing for a really long time. Um, I don't know certain entrepreneurs or whatever. <laughs> you were starting your TED talk there but uh well why do I keep I keep staring down this hall for who's some there? reason nobody but I suddenly became fixated on who's there I was like looking at the lines like the lines were like mesmerizing who is there keep talking um but it's I think it's there isn't there it's always is different in every circumstance and you have to figure out what's right for you and I really hope that like one day I can I can like I can live that that crazy whatever that is fu- do a full on stint I think it's possible we are moving just up. to just to experience it not that not that I think it would be better than this yeah. but it would be healthy to experience something totally different I think I'm gonna yeah I think I'll get into that eventually that side lots of cocaine I haven't had that phase yet but I have had dreams about it really yeah I've had dreams where I've done lots of cocaine I can't feel the effects but I just know that I'm doing it so I always wonder I have this theory that I've written down a bunch of times that uh, dreams are memories from the future, if that makes any sense. So your dreams are memories that you're downloading that are things that are going to happen in the future. So I really hope I don't have a phase, but if I do, I hope it's like maybe just a week or two. I'd say like you got to have a solid couple months of like cocaine binge. you got to have the full up and the full crash. To really experience some people keep it going for like a decade <laughs> oh shit did you watch actually no we'll talk about it too much did you watch Wolf of Wall Street yeah I can't believe I found that although it was a comedy I still can't believe how many people are I don't know this for sure lots of people are going to misinterpret that movie that it's they're going to look at it the wrong way like that, that style of personality and that, that way of thinking of the world of, is, you would think that with that movie coming out is maybe the director's trying to say that that's not happening anymore, but that guy is still gonna maybe be your boss or your principal or yeah. those people make it to those places for a reason. Like you or I, I don't know about you. 
I think of you, I can't imagine you being the president of the company unless it's something that you built up really slowly over time that you have a clear vision for. But the people yeah. who get into those positions of power who can rally fucking people like that, they're, you have to have crazy as fuck people in like politics and well, high yeah. positions of power with lots of money and stuff. And it's, it just seems like that's the way the world... Like really delusional people. <sighs> yeah, I'm kudos to like entrepreneurs and principals and you have to they're just a different type of person they're socially so different that fucking movie holy shit and the crazy part is that guy's still alive he made money off of that movie and he went to the premiere and shit and he apparently Bullshit. still owes millions of dollars to the government or whoever <laughs> like it's it's it seems so simulation theory again a guy who is so easily a criminal gets a movie made about his life by one of the top directors in the world that kind of like celebrates his life he makes money off of it and gets to go to the premiere <laughs> that's pretty fucked up that's also there's cocaine it just makes me think about cocaine Skating is such a good distraction from the like the desire to from a lot of desires that that everybody has. Yeah. That are really foolish, but people have those desires to be like the hot shot, to be respected and looked up to and all those things that really trap people. Skating is a perfect distraction from getting into situations where you're forced to kind of like keep that up it's weird that there are also personalities like that everyone's come out within skating too did you see that uh brazilianaire video that Bur he recently burned put the on, boats put on facebook about having more energy and achieving your goals and he's stuff. like like making like a like a self-help program or like a, a personal yeah development program. kudos to him He's a great speaker. Yeah. He is I could just listen to that dude talk. I yeah. really would love to get him. Funniest part is, like, on the BMAG board, people fucking made fun of it. And of course they did, because uh, if we look at, like, a flow chart of rollerblading, if you stop rollerblading and put that energy into something else, you become successful. So, <laughs> I think people don't like the idea of people putting their energy into something other than rollerblading and being good at it. <laughs> it's threatening. Like what what kind of shit were people saying on you? Um the post was like burn the boats. Have you guys seen this yet or something like that? And it was just I think a lot of sarcastic follow-ups. Should oh could pull it up. I know it was bad. It was sarcastic. It was just a general sarcastic tone. It's, which I understand. There's, that was someone else posting it for everybody to make fun of and be made. Because that place is ruthless, which you understand. Like, they make fun of everything there. I guess that's a good thing, right? It was different than I'll make fun of that one time Shane Coburn like got a job at some, I don't know, car or 
social media something yeah, or other when he had just for quit doing mind game and it was like it was way too soon and he posted on BMEG like probably like in his job interview or in his resume like yeah I have uh, access to a uh, strong network of people based on my experience in my field before or whatever and like was trying to get people to like build a profile or something on some social site that's way worse the burn the boats thing is great I think it's great yeah I think it's I, I, he's got a really he's got the perfect personality for it yeah and if you think about the balls and the confidence that it takes to develop like a self de personal development yeah. program and then to, to make that video and and it it's such a we live in the best time ever to do something like that Fuck too. Yeah, I, I, all it comes down to is if, like, put it out there. People are gonna gonna decide whether it's good or not. Yeah. And he can, it could be successful, because it is really good. Or he might have to refine it. Or he might have to move on and do something else. Just the balls of like putting that out there is so awesome. I love oh, that awesome. about this age. Yeah. Um, I'm getting really excited about kind of like the podcast influence on my work now we filmed uh we got to film ourselves talking on camera and make like just cuts out of long form talking and nice. we're gonna put them up on monday yeah it was really fun i hope we're allowed to do it more it's the same thing it's like if you put stuff out there that that you're it's you and you're trying to I don't know, you're just trying to be honest. The burn the boats thing, maybe he wasn't trying to be honest, but it seemed like that was him. That that's like his thing. Like imagine for your workplace if there was each of your employees like talked for two hours and then all of those videos got cut into 50 videos with thumbnails with the topic that you talked about in each of them and it was cool. just like for your company. Yeah. So sometimes it would be related to what you do, sometimes it might just be about your opinions on the tech world or something like that. I love that shit. Very cool. I love that yeah. you can just do that and it takes it takes fucking no time at all. No time to make something like that. We could literally we could film But you. very scary for people to, to do that. We talked about that though. Yeah. That uh the the world and the internet is counting on people to be vulnerable and to possibly fail and to possibly be wrong about what they're talking about to say what you think we're, we're counting on people yeah. to do that right now we're counting on people to be honest about what they're interested in it's very scary to talking is the scariest thing because it's it's happening as it's happening there's no like when you write something you can edit it but that's why it's so interesting it. to listen to exactly. and to consume we don't I don't think there's a lot of people out there who don't know that they're into podcasts yet because there's a lot of people ahead of the curve that are into podcasts but like I think a lot of people once they saw that there was options like this available they would stop uh, they would be like oh editing? No I don't want editing anymore I just want to see someone talking or Hopefully, listen to someone talking I hope that's the movement I hope people get so sick of watching I know I am to songs like edits to songs shit that's like edited and tailored it does take something away from what things actually are and you fucking see through it after you swat we've watched so much of it 
it's like well, that's oh, what, like, I think that's what's happening what, right now epic is like, song with some epic fucking shots I don't give a fuck like what's new like like it takes even okay here's a really good example okay Django that Quentin Tarantino movie did you watch that yeah did you watch it in the theater Django when did I watch that see already yeah. proves my fucking point that he tried so hard to make an amazing experience, an amazing movie. They worked so hard and they put so much money into that. And you try and remember it, and you remember there was like some music parts that were kind of interesting, and Jamie Foxx was pretty good. And you knew you liked the movie, but you've seen so much shit since then that it's not... Yeah, okay, yeah, Quentin Tarantino made a new movie. But you almost think of it as, like, a really long internet edit or something. Like, that yeah, it's, I can't that really, it's... I can't really remember anything. And I can't imagine anybody in ten years in an interview being like, you know what? I saw this movie by Quentin Tarantino. It was called Django. And you know what? <laughs> That's why I'm doing what I'm doing now. No one's going to say that. They're going to no. say something like, they're going to connect to something different that's happening right. currently. I don't know, maybe someone is going to start making stuff because of Django, but it's like... We've seen a lot of awesome movies with good songs and great acting, but... Like that interview, like if we got to watch... I don't know, I remembered more about Quentin Tarantino on Howard Stern for two hours than I did about any of his last movies, you know? Like a long, unedited, maybe it was edited, I don't know, but I remember more about what he said on Howard Stern, honestly, about his life and shit like that, and when Howard Stern was like, what was this thing about you jerking off and kissing the girl's feet and him having to actually talk about his life instead of... I think both have value, but like that one's way more interesting, so... It really is, yeah. Like, how much more powerful were Chris Haffey sections after you listened to Chris Haffey talk, you know? Yeah. When you talked to Chris Haffey, it was so amazing. I always think about now, like, every time I'm about to take Tylenol, I was like, Chris Haffey doesn't take Tylenol. He doesn't take Tylenol very often. <laughs> that was a really good question on your part. You asked him if he, if he takes Tylenol or Advil for pain, and he says he doesn't very often. I thought that was like, I don't know, that was a really interesting thing to find really out about. interesting things, yeah. Chris Haffey. That randomly come up. You're not going to find that out in a three-minute section of Hammers. No, something, gets, and we've, and something listen, gets lost. We have seen, we know he can do Hammers. He doesn't have to do Hammers anymore. He can, he can do a self-help series. I'll watch it. For sure, based on his skating experience. Fuck yeah. Definitely do a self-help series. Oh, I'm yawning. That's it. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Oh, 2.07. Perfect. Yeah. I'm sleepy. Yeah, me too. This is way past my bedtime. Yeah. Thank you. If you can. Thanks, everybody. Um, Django. Go watch Django. (laughs)